Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 33. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into, unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Jesus. Some different translations in here. That's all right. Here's our verse. And he shall be great. He shall be great. And shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Somebody, somebody sang a song. There's something about the name. Jesus. There's power in the name. There's healing in the name. There's peace in the name. It's all found in the name. Somebody else said, it's the sweetest name I know. And it ought to be to us as men and women of God. It ought to be the sweetest name I know. The name Jesus has you here today. It's the sweetest name I know. Because I know I was lost. Dead in my trespasses and sins. Spiritually dead. In my trespasses and sins. But God. Who is what? Rich. In mercy. How many how many in here know of his richness and mercy and grace and kindness? That's the kind of God we serve. So when I look at this 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 season and they say the birth of Christ, I look at it as the birth of a warrior. The birth of a warrior. Why do I say that? Watch this. Verse 31, Luke 1:31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Look at verse 32. Here we go. He shall be great and he shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father. David. His name is important. There's a lot of important names. I can name. I can just throw some names out. When you you know you're important. If I can just say your first name or your last name or even your initials, you know you you kind of like well known in this world. If I just say Rosa, most of us in here would think Rosa Parks. If I said Elvis, some most of us would say the King of Rock and Roll. If I said Trump, some folks would say greatest president of all time. Some other some folks would say. The worst president of all times. There's something about the name. 
But nobody born of man was this ever said about. Okay? Now, this is being said by Paul, who at one time hated the Lord. See, see, Paul is a picture of all of us. Because there, we were, none of us were born saved. Anybody here born saved, raise your hand. No hands going up, better not. We were all born how? In our trespasses and sins. Okay? And, and, and all of us need to be what? Born again. And, I, and I'm, hoping, I'm hoping I'm talking to some folks in here that really understand what it means to be born again and can confess that I was dead in my trespasses and, and I have been born again. Now, being born again don't make you perfect. Because sin, sin ain't born again. Okay? The sins that we've been delivered to, from, they aren't born again. Okay? The sin of gambling, which I was delivered from, that gambling ain't been born again. Okay? Some of us been delivered from alcohol and drugs. Some drugs aren't going to be born again. Or the alcohol is not going to be born again. It's still going to be there. But there's something about the name. There's something about the name. Let me give you a verse. I like giving verses. And I was talking about Paul. Paul, Paul didn't care for the things of God. Paul didn't care for the people of God. Matter of fact, matter of fact, when Paul was delivered, when Paul was saved, when the scales were removed from his eyes, he was on his way to persecute and kill Christians. And somebody say, but God. Where was we heading? Where were we heading when God tapped us and shook us? How about that? And here's what Paul said, and we ought to say, we ought to say the same thing. We ought to say the same thing. Watch. Philippians, Philippians chapter 2. Watch what he says. He said, Wherefore God have also highly exalted him and given him a name. Jesus. He's given Jesus a name which is above all names, above every name. Now watch this. Some of us ought. Some of us ought to be doing this now. I mean, you know, we do have exercise classes down here. Do you guys get a chance to work out? Anybody ever just sit here and do some, do some, you know, practice doing some knee bends? Yeah, you can do them on the wall. Just get on the wall and just just work on that because you have to have them knees ready. Okay. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Okay? And, 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 and if you if you bowing now, and if you bow now and you're getting them knees ready, you don't have no problem when you get when you stand before the Lord. We need to get the get them knees and them legs strong because we're gonna bow, but we're gonna bow a different way than the lost folks gonna bow. We're going to bow in reverence and we're going to bow in honor and we're going to bow in thankfulness because God saved us. God <laughs> delivered us. God delivered us. Let's, let's keep going. I want to talk about this name. I want to talk about this Savior that was born because when, 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 when Jesus was born, he wasn't born for him. He was born for us. 
Okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have. Come on. Believeth in him. You know what that means? That word believeth means past, present, and future. You, you, have, you have no thought of, of ever stop, stopping believing in God. If, if you're in here and you say, I'm a child of God, I'm born again, I'm saved. It, the, 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 the idea of ever not praising God, not worshiping God should never cross your mind. It's an afterthought. Know why? Because we have now the hope of heaven. We have the hope of eternal life. Even when you're going through, even when when you're struggling. Okay? I've been married 40 years. And we bring foster children in our homes. I I retired from working 31 years at at a state correctional facility. Guess what? I done been through Okay, what's my point? I ain't never stopped believing. I had some good days and some bad days. But one thing is one one thing has been steady. In the good days and the bad days. My worship and my praise of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Don't listen. listen, If a preacher come down here, and I know Mick Mick will do his best. Pastor Mick will do his best not to bring him down here. I know he will. But see, I I was a chaplain at a prison. I couldn't stop every preacher from coming in. Someone came in with some stuff that I just didn't buy. But don't let nobody fool you. You're not going to live your best life now. On this side. The best is yet to come. And you get caught up, well, you know, you, you, you try to keep up with the Joneses. You got to have this, you got to have that. And you're going to have it all one day. You're going to have it all one day. You serve God here. And Jesus suffered. I tell people, I say this, I say, listen. Everybody in this book, everybody in this book, and the author of this book, God and his son, Jesus Christ, everybody in this book suffered and died for what they believed. Pastor, it's just me. I want to help somebody today. Because when you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, when you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you know what you get? And, and sometimes this has to just be brought to our awareness because I think sometimes we, we don't understand because we, we hear people, oh, little baby Jesus, and he's still in the manger. He's not in the manger no more. He's not on the cross no more. He's in heaven now. Okay? And the Bible says he's making intercessions for us. So as, as John 1.12 says, watch this now. And, and, and maybe possibly make this a verse that you want to keep close to your heart. Okay? John, John says, and as many as received him. Okay? To them. This personal. I wrote down something. Mick said or soon right out the back relationship but it ain't just any kind of relationship 
Okay? It's a powerful relationship. When you come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, when you receive him as Lord and Savior, you receive what? Power. To them he gave power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Let me tell you something. Everybody in here needs some power. Mick needs some power. And I'm not sitting here <laughs> preaching a condescending message. I'll get right down to the nitty gritty with you guys. I need some power. Okay? Power to stand. Power to fight. See, I hear so many, so many Christians murmuring about their addictions and their shortcomings. Okay? Murmuring about their failures and their imperfections. But you know what I don't hear? You know what I don't see? I don't see no war. I don't see no battle. God gives you the power to fight. Okay? We can't be like the, we can't be like the lion on the Wizard of Oz. Now, if, you, if I come down here often, I'll quote the, the, most, the greatest movie of all time. The Wizard of Oz. Nothing, no, there's nothing second. Okay? And see, a lot of Christians like the, like the lion. And he come out roaring. He come out roaring. And he ready to whoop all of them. And then he start chasing Toto around. <clears throat> Big mistake. Big mistake. And, and, and Dorothy slapped him. And see, the world will slap you. The world will slap you. And the, and the world has slapped all of us in here. But when they slap a warrior of God, when he slaps the child of God, okay, it ought to get our attention. If you've been, if you're in here now, you've been slapped. You know, God, does God have your attention, or are you really to just buckle and fold up? Are you ready to go out here and make war? How about that? That's real. That's real. You know why? Paul said this, and Paul, Paul was. Hated. And once he once he was converted, he was hated. They wanted to kill him. They took a fast. They said, "We're not going to even eat. We're not going to eat till we kill Paul." Paul was a, a was a, a was a convicted man. He was a he was most wanted, but he never quit. He never quit. You know what he wrote? He said, "I can do all things." Philippians four thirteen. He said, "I can do all things." Not on my own strength. He didn't say that. No, y'all know this verse, don't you? He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Who strengthens me. Who strengthens me. Jesus said this. He said, I'm the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, I can do nothing. How about that? Are you hanging on? Are you holding on to the branches? You know, where, where, I, where I live at, there's a lot of trees. And, you know, I, I got leaves blowing in my yard all the time, leaves all the time. And then I look up in a tree. You know what I see? I spiritualize everything. I see God in everything. And, and when I looked at that verse, John, John 15 and 5, think about the leaves. If you go out there now, there's some trees out there with leaves still on them. Them leaves ought to have been on the ground. 
But I want to, I told, I told the church last week, I said, I want to be the last leaf that fall off the tree. Okay? I want to be the last leaf. I want to hang on to the Lord to the last breath I take. I was with a lady yesterday. I work, I'm a hospice chaplain. I was with a lady yesterday. told me when I went to visit her, they said she's dying. And she loved the Lord. She loved the Lord. And her daughter was waiting and waiting and waiting. And she couldn't wait any longer. She had something to do. It's that time of year. So I got there and I stayed with her about an hour. I stayed with her about an hour. And I could see her move. She was going through it. She was going through it. Then all of a sudden, one last little cough and she was gone. I went and told the nurse, I said, she's gone. How about that? How you supposed to die? Die loving the Lord. Surrounded by the man of God. Surrounded by people of God. Make your friends. Make your friends. Make the folks around you. Make sure they love the Lord. Make sure they love the Lord. Ask yourself. Ask yourself. Do your friends love the Lord? Man, what if you, what if you were struggling? What if you were sick? Would you have four friends that would, that would, that would break through the roof to get you to Jesus? Get you some faithful folks around you. Hmm. Can I give you one more? I don't know where I'm at time. I, I, I'm, I'm going to figure this out. Oh, I'm in good shape. Stay with me. Stay with me. Jesus. Now, and I'll tell you what he done for me. I can tell you what he done for the, the folks in the Bible. He stooped down. He stooped down. He stepped out of glory to come here. Listen to this verse. Watch how impactful it is. It should, it should help us. Matthew 20, 28. It says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to minister. How did he minister? How did Christ minister? Think about that. The Bible says, To give his life a ransom for many. I know it's Christmas message, you know. But Jesus was born to die. Not for anything he done. He was born to die for us. For us. He died for us. Think about who you would die for. Think about who you would die for. That's a deep question. Jesus died for us. <laughs> He died for us. Watch Paul. Paul writes it like this. And, I, and, and you'll hear me quote Paul constantly because Paul is a picture of all, all. To me, he's a picture of all believers because he was lost. And when he was saved, when God saved him, he never, ever forgot how powerful the transformation was. And Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. He said, for, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He called him Jesus Christ. <laughs> That though he was rich, and he was rich, okay, he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. There's some rich folks in here. He was saying, hey, ain't, no, ain't no rich folks in here. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't, this a, if you know the Lord is your Lord and Savior, if you've been born again, if you're saved, and if you have a personal relationship with the Lord, let me tell you something. You got something that a whole lot of folks don't have. 
whole lot of folks don't have. One more thing, and I'm going to close. I'm close. Now, I'm Baptist, so I might say that about ten times. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> okay. He came and took on the mightiest mission ever. Somebody, somebody, well, mission impossible. Yeah, bigger than that. Bigger than that. Bigger than that. I, you know, I, I sit here and I look at these verses. I'm like, which one I want to use because they all are so wonderful. But look at Romans 8.3. Watch what Paul says as he writes to the Romans. He said, for what the law could not do. Okay. When he said, for what the law could not do. Well, we couldn't. We can't. We, we can't save ourselves. We can't be good enough. Okay. Y'all remember the story of a rich young ruler? He can't run into Jesus. He can't run. He said, what must I do to be saved? There's nothing you can do to be saved. Okay? You know, well, I, I, then he started talking about how good he was. Well, I, I haven't done this. I haven't done that. You listen to me tell you something. You cannot be good enough to save yourself. Salvation is found where? In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. You, you know, in, in the name Christ, that's not, that's not Jesus' last name. Okay? His, his last name is not Christ. Some people are Jesus Christ. His last name is not Christ. Christ means the Messiah, the Savior, the one who came to die for the sins of the world. His last name ain't Christ. <clears throat> After he died on the cross, he was Christ, Savior. Savior of the world. For what the law could not do, Romans 8, 3, in that it was weak through the flesh. Here we go. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for, and for sin condemns sin in the flesh. Watch what the great prophet Isaiah says about this. Isaiah 53, 6. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. See, 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 there's comfort in the word of God. See, there, there's, folks that, there's folks that will say, if you go astray, you know, you know, you, you, you're useless and you, you, you know, why? Waste your, you waste your time preaching to them. They've gone astray. That's so pompous. I was, I, was a, I was lost. And I thank God. I thank God till this day for a man of God who stood in the pulpit and, and didn't, know me, didn't even know I was in the, in, the, in the audience and preached with boldness and preached with power and preached with authority and called me out of darkness. Called me out. Called me out. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Now watch this. Just the grace part. Just the mercy part. Just the love part. And the Lord have laid on him the iniquity of us all. Of us all. Of us all. Last one. That's the Baptist promise. This is 
the most wonderful time of the year. How about that? Some of y'all know that song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It is. It is because our Savior is born. Jesus Christ was born. Paul writes this in 1 Timothy. And this is when he, when when you hear preachers talk about 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, he he said these are the pastoral epistles. He said this is what you need to be preaching to the people. Okay? Not all the time. But probably 90%. That's just me. Make me think different. Paul says about this time of year. He says in 1 Timothy 3.16, he said, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, that's what we are, believed on in the world and received up in glory. How about that? I don't want to get too far gone with it. But it says God was manifested in the flesh, meaning he was born. He was born. Justified in the spirit. He was born. He lived a sinless life. He was Crucified on Calvary's cross, he was buried where? In a borrowed tomb. And on the third day, what happened? The Bible says he rose from the grave. He was justified in the spirit. You know the same spirit that rose that that that, that rose Jesus from the grave is going to raise us. The same spirit that, that, that the great apostles and the great men and women of the Bible, the same precious blood that saved them, saves us. You know, change. Same yesterday, today, forevermore. I always say, if it was a sin 100 years ago, it's a sin today. Ain't nothing changed. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of the angels. Y'all remember that? He was seen of the angel when the, when the women went to the tomb. The angels were standing outside the tomb with the white on. And then what did they say? He ain't there. He ain't there. Here's the good part. Preached unto the Gentiles. Preached unto the Gentiles. You know what I'm doing today? Preaching to the Gentiles. You know how I got saved? Somebody preached to the Gentiles. <coughs> So what, what do you think? It's a wonderful, wonderful time of year. John 10, 10. Promise. Okay. Promise. Shut it down. I'll get you this first. This is the most wonderful time of year. John 10, 10. A thief. The thief cometh but for the what? To steal. To kill and destroy. Have all of us in here met him? Absolutely. But it's time to meet somebody else. It's time not to, not, not so much to meet him, but to, to, to get deeper into that relationship with him. Okay? Because Jesus says, I come that you might have life. And that you might have it more more 
abundantly. Okay? And, 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 and more, a more abundant life don't mean you don't live it in the hills. More abundant life means the more you know about the things of God, the more you know about Jesus Christ and him crucified, the more you know about the word of God, the more abundant life you have. Just a beautiful thing. Folks send millions of dollars. Folks, you know, see, you don't you don't read about them folks. You don't read about folks who who who, who sacrifice finances and they sacrifice their time to come down here and love you guys. Now you hear about it, it's the crazy stuff. Jesus came that you would have what? Life how? Everlasting. Everlasting. Precious Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for his 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 birth his death, and his resurrection. Thank you for his grace. Thank you for his mercy. Thank you for his love. Thank you for the power that we have when we come into relationship with us. Thank you for him being there when temptations and, 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 and all the urges and all the lusts bombard our minds and thoughts that we know that we have a Savior that will always give us a way of escape. Father, thank you for this wonderful time of year. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you.